Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mindful Initiative podcast. My name is Nitesh. Today we are very honored and privileged to have Guru Prasad who is the founder and partner at the chartered accountancy firm Guru and Jana which is located in Bangalore. If I go back and think now has already kept one thing in clarity don't do too much of planning what has to happen will happen as long as your intentions are right don't keep on strategizing don't keep on planning but the entire focus is on success but what people forget is we have to be there when there is failure so many of us will take success of one boy and as long as he is successful i am behind him but as an organization if you have a policy that look i will stand by your failure then only people can come up welcome guru thank you pleasure is mine when we interview someone for the podcast i like to know a little bit about them about their background about their upbringing and maybe about their spiritual beliefs as well so can you let us know a little bit about yourself that's a pretty big question to know a little but nevertheless it's been a normal life trying to be as normal as normal is becoming very abnormal of late so born was a fairly uh, middle income group sort of a family got educated went to a local government college and there were no jobs those days in 1991 when i passed out as a chartered accountant hardly there was anything left for us so I had to travel to places like gauhati calcutta kerala for jobs and then kept on prodding around what has to be done then joined another firm and was there for seven eight years but that was not my life so started guru and jana in 2003 uh, when we started we didn't know where was our destination but possibly the way the journey took us through we went along with the flow and this is where you are today yes we have reached some part of our journey but it's a nice journey so what attracted me uh, when i heard you a few weeks back was how unique the organization was and we'll talk about that further in the interview but i would like to go back a little uh, in a distant memory and i believe that you used to smoke a lot is that correct and then there was a person abdul who was the auto rickshaw driver in your life who influenced you in many ways and and has been sort of influential in at least changing your life in different ways right so i would like to know about that story and how that has left a mark in your life wow you guys know a lot <laughs> it's been a fabulous thing that we had our chartered accountancy results and uh, those were the days where there was no internet in the early 90s and the results were announced in the times of india so they used to read out the numbers so the number used to be 20003 and the next number would be 24000 so 4000 people in between have failed and amidst that they called out my number and i had become an accountant so it was a very proud moment and yes i did smoke a lot the profession took me to some friends which enabled me to grasp all unwanted things at one point of life i lit my cigarette just lit and as an auto rickshaw came and stood in the auto and i went and just before that the auto guy was standing there and his i was not sure of his name 
but he saw me people carry me they told guru pass ho gaya guru is a chartered accountant and things like that and he sat down in the auto and started i told uh, take me to my place he told in hindi bada aadmi ban gaye aap so what it means is you became a big guy so i told yes i became a chartered accountant today and i was still smoking my cigarette inside the auto and he immediately told i'll tell in hindi and then i'll translate it for you he immediately told kya fark hai sab हम बी डी पीते आप सिगरेट पीते सो इट वॉल्ड वॉट इज द डिफरेंस आई ड्रिंक आई स्मोक ए बी डी बी डी इज अ स्मॉल वर्शन ऑफ ए लोकल सिगरेट एंड यू गाई स्मोक ए सिगरेट दैट्स द ओनली डिफरेंस आई सो हिम इन द आईज एंड लुकड एट हेम एंड टोल्ड हिम ए फर के दैट मीन्स दिस द डिफरेंस आई जस्ट लेट द सिगरेट डाउन इन द ऑटो इट सेल्फ एंड क्रस्ट इट मैं छोड़ सकता हूँ आप नहीं मीन आई कैन लिव इट यू कैंट एंड दैट वॉज माई लास्ट पफ इन माई लाइफ आफ्टर दैट आई नेवर स्मोक्ड After that, for many years, I kept in touch with this Abdullah. We used to go to his family for Ramzan, give him gifts, and after that, he migrated to some Balari region, and there is no contact at all. Hope someday he listens to this podcast, and I'll be able to go and wish him for somehow instigating me to just drop this out. But like this, I had many, many such instances. It's been such beautiful moments. Moments keep coming, but it's for us. How do we take the moment? Everybody would have got the same Abdul. I think we have many Abduls along the path, along the journey, and it is up to us. And universe keeps giving us signals, and when we listen to those signals, it takes us in beautiful directions. But an interesting thought that came to my mind when you were describing Abdul and and what was happening is that it is the power of mind more than anything else that you had the strong intent that I can do this if I put my intention, if I put my will. towards whatever i would like to do and how has that guided you in your life before and after this incidents as well did you see yourself noticeably different that yes i decided to go for a chartered accountancy exam which is one of the most difficult things to pass even till date it's not that easy and even after that you went and worked how has your mind played a role in becoming who you are as an individual and this may be a good time if you had any spiritual gurus the ones that impacted you especially your friend who's been part of your life for many years now yeah see the spiritual guru part is a very important part i'll come to that but i always felt that today it's very easy for me to go back and tell this happened that happened it's so nice i left smoking my mind was so strong and things like that but the amount of effort and energy we put in telling let me build up my will let me do this let me do that and finally we don't land up doing anything so in many instances the planning is becoming so much execution is a total failure so that instance if i go back and think now has already kept one thing in clarity don't do too much of planning what has to happen will happen as long as your intentions are right don't keep on strategizing don't keep on planning i sit in hundreds of board meetings today the amount of time they spent in planning and things like that even if they spent 25% of the time in just thinking where are we going wrong and correct it life is going to be much easier somehow even though in the corporate world strategically planning is very very vital even in human life from tomorrow i'm going to start exercising from day after tomorrow i'm going to study now the energies which are getting wasted in thinking thinking and it makes me feel like a failure after some time i planned so much and then i failed but as you asked me this question i didn't think about this before as you asked me this question only i recollect i never planned just go and do it like 
just do it it's so, so much more easier to do it than plan fail think conceptualize and again go into a retrospective mode it's a mess the big keep life very simple i know smoking is bad i got this opportunity from abdul thank you dear drop it keep going ahead let's move that's past but self reflection is still an important part of whatever you do because that helps you move forward maybe not planning so much but thinking about how you could have done things better what are your thoughts about that absolutely my teacher mahatre always keeps telling whenever there is a failure and mahatre is your spiritual teacher oh yes mahatre is my spiritual teacher i found him i don't know how i found him i'll come to that that's a interesting story but i found him i was lucky to find him and uh, when we look at the situation of uh, how do we actually plan every aspect of it and what is it we learn and what is the f- he told me one nice thing whenever there is a failure dissect it see everything understand everything whenever there is a success and don't introspect too much don't retrospect too much start from start from square zero that is the past it is over and that's helped me and it's helped me to quite a lot of extent because when we analyze failure we are not emotional we are very very pragmatic and we are very clear what i have to do and another nice thing also he taught me is whenever there is a negative talk in one sentence when there is positive talk in five sentences so failure also even today when we sit up for our governing council meeting or our partners meeting any of the failures will tell we all know it has failed all of us have spent enough time in our mind telling that why it failed again sitting and breaking that out doesn't help okay we failed these are the three points we failed forget about it go to the next so it has to be only a stepping stone it cannot be just a proverb that failure is a successful stepping stone so tak 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 it cannot be that we have to live it and move ahead and fortunately i met many failures many many failures but it doesn't matter and what is that one failure that comes to your mind that you can think of that really helped you propel forward or understand yourself better childhood be a- could be a big thing childhood could be a big failure was a exceptionally bad student frustrating student to every teacher possibly and every parent possibly and uh, the other part of the childhood was we saw everything bad we saw not so comfortable life we saw a bad family we saw regulatory issues we saw cbi raids we saw police issues so possibly so many failures at a very young age made us pretty strong but in fact i was telling somebody that when i encountered all this when i was 22 23 what a human being can encounter when he is 80 for 80 years possibly i saw all this in 7 years i was lucky enough to see it in 7 years because i had not even started my life and i saw everything before i started my life from love breaks to deaths to births and health issues cbi raids lawyer raids losing home sitting in police stations oh, name it i can go on till the cows come home but that helped in many ways i'm sure and it made you stronger as an individual now when you have one son i have one you have one son how are you different as a father as compared to your upbringing as a child do you see any differences the kind of upbringing that you are providing to your son yes quite a lot i still feel how my father brought me up is right i don't think how i am bringing my son is right we are preaching too much 
my father just left me in the road the experiences will teach this fellow in fact i remember when i was in 6th standard he called me and introduced me to somebody and he's asking me which which class you are studying and says i am sitting down and teaching my son today so i think parenthood had undergone a huge amount of change i still so vividly remember my dad used to tell this fellow is 100% a clerk in a bank he is not going to do anything of his life i have to take care of him. my elder brother oh he is a super guy he is going to do very well in life he brought out the best out of us i think we are very very protective even though i try to tell myself just stay away he is going to be perfectly okay why are you so bothered about him but when it comes to exams my entire philosophy fails i go back to the books and he does commerce so i sit with him and keep teaching him commerce and telling no you have to do this you have to do that everybody will do something of their own we should not be overtly worried and most cases i leave him except in that exam times otherwise i just don't bother just go ahead and live your life but unfortunately my wife doesn't think the same way and i do the same with every trainee who comes to our office we have close to 80 trainees and the course of chartered accountancy is something which teaches failures if not anything i have seen people fail 10 20 times what are these trainees uh, these are uh, called article trainees they are supposed to train in a chartered accountancy office for a period of 3 to 3 and a half years at minimal stipend learn the subject and then write the exams so it's unlike any other course where you do the course pass and then go to internship here internship starts before you write the exams and it's pretty tough 19 year old kid goes and does a multinational company audit a 20 year old kid goes to a mine and starts looking at something and they fail the exams you're supposed to read 15 hours a day while you can't even read 2 hours obviously you'll fail so even those kids normally the best of the kids come to the chartered accountancy and the better of the best come to our office and in the better of the best out of 83 pass so they do encounter tough situations no sleep no time no family life no work life balance study and tax keeps changing every day loss keep changing every day but i see just in a period of 3 years a young kid of 18 become a 21 year old professional the transformation is some of the most amazing moments when you see that they walk in they don't know how to answer an interview call and in exactly 3 years they are sitting in a board meeting and presenting a business plan and they do it on their own there is no teacher there is no curriculum there is no course everybody does it on their own i think you are simplifying it when everyone it does it on their own because and this is what my belief is a huge part of any growth of an individual or a, or a group or a company is the kind of environment that's provided for them to grow and succeed as an individual and with that the opportunities come in to find what you would like to do and become better and what fascinated me about guru and jana is the kind of structure the company has the kind of environment the kind of things one thing that i really remember is that the no locking system i'm sure it's not in all the offices but a couple of offices and how their intercoms are not used well let's start with guru and jana and how did that come about in your life that is a very interesting thing and i'm so happy you asked this because i actually was waiting to tell this how did this come about before guru and jana i did practice for few years and let us be fair enough and open to comment that the accountants are not a clean profession yeah there are some divine people there are some exceptional professionals there are fabulous human beings honest human beings but having said that there are more black sheep than white and i was one of the black sheep i was also one of the black sheep for 7 years or 8 years and did a lot of wrong 
did a lot of wrong and we realized how come we are working so hard but we are never making anything point 1 and point 2 how come there is no large indian chartered accountancy firm how come this multinational firms can become people of 3000 people how come there is no indian firm that set me thinking we have to do something two interesting things happened at that time one was indian institute of management and second was my teacher mahatriya both of the most interesting things with iim i learned exactly how to run an organization so it was good for me that i faltered and then came to iim i didn't go to iim and did try out the experiments i tried out everything and then came and learned the theory here so i could make it practice then the second came is my mahatreya my teacher who came in who was who tells things in such simplicity you don't need to read great epics so first time he called me and told me guru the shortest distance between two points is a straight line the more straight you are the more easier it is i thought mahatreya all this is very good all is very nice in talking you come and face the income tax office you will know you come to the high court one day and stand there you will know he smiled and let me quiet but we tried doing that let us try to set up an organization which will stand out amongst everybody let us try to follow the shortest line between two points is a straight line we can reach from point a to point b by being straight so with that we started guru anjana so when we started guru anjana the first thing we did is we had a whole lot of individual and trading firms and that was our livelihood and we were not very big we were struggling for basics i didn't have a home maybe i had a maruti van in 2003 it was not very very easy even though we used to get a 80000 bucks or a lakh of rupees every month or maybe much lesser sometimes it was not very very easy though we had to push it hard at that juncture we took a call that let's not do any of this work we'll stop then the entire world told what's wrong with you guys what work you are having you are giving that up people are struggling to get files so at that time we closed to 2000 files the partners sat down five of us and took a call yeah we'll all suffer but we'll suffer the right way we also if you have to stand up for a value you have to suffer for the value we gave up 2000 files and we told let us only handle clean cases let us handle startups let us handle subsidiaries of us company let us handle good quality private limited companies where there is no hanky panky no adjustment of profits see i am an accountant i'll have to do tax planning i'm not telling i'll help a client not do tax planning i have to do tax planning that's my dharma but what is the wrong thing is doing a wrong and trying to defend that's only going to be karma that's not going to take us anywhere i was something like so we set up a practice on these principles so when we set up this practice on these principles there was nothing to hide there was nothing to hide there was no cabin i need not have files which were hidden i did not have conference room to talk so the clients we started attracting are also good quality clients i also want to associate with somebody like this i don't want to go to a firm which teaches me how to fudge taxes let me go to a firm which will make me clean let me go to a firm which will make me plan taxes properly let me go to a firm who tells sign the minutes today don't do backdating so there were a whole group of audience like that we had a target and somehow it conspired that this target came to us there were not many people whom they could go so somehow this target came to us that's how we started growing then when it was a office with this principles you don't need a cabin when you don't need a cabin everything can be open so we made an open office and then we told when it is an open office why do we need intercoms at all let us just break the policy let us 
cut it out let people go walk around talk to people let them engage with themselves so the entire culture started emanating from very small concept of let us be clean so even physically when you have an open office it's very clean it is not a sort of a thing where there is clutter there is paper there is files we are a paperless office we don't have a single paper in the entire office so the more clean it is when your desk is very clean your mind is very clean your mind is very clean you do clean work your desk is cluttered you are in trouble you can't even find a single paper how will you find solutions for a client and if your desktop is cluttered again you are in trouble so we started inculcating this very very tiny values nothing major nothing earth shaking simple thing keep your desk clean have a smile be calm don't do wrong this have been told since the mountains were born there's nothing new but adaptation was new that's what makes the firm very unique in many ways and when i was reading about you the book that you have written there was a quote in in the introduction which i would like to read when companies grow so do their ambitions with that comes hard edge the casualty is humility it takes high moral fiber to temper ambition with humility without which philosophical thought is nothing but posture and it is so true for most of these startups which are small which are trying to be humble in in ways that they can grow but as soon as that scale comes in not just the humility but the other aspects that the individual touch starts to go away as well and how is that something that you guys have maintained especially with so many new people coming every 3 years that's a good one to ask and if the head of the organization is a little humble the entire organization will be humble you don't have to do too many things to do that but fortunately what has helped me is the type of people i meet for example today morning i got the opportunity to go and meet mr radha krishnan who is an ex alumna of iim bangalore who is the chairman of the space research and who was the person who sent mangalyaan to mars luminary unbelievable luminary and just when we go and meet somebody like this and when i wrote my book the god in the boardroom also i didn't meet some amazing human beings one meeting with somebody like that is like meeting abdul 10 times so that luck has been i keep meeting abduls they bring you down whenever you want to go up so fortunately i've been meeting people so often it doesn't even give me time to think okay i've arrived somewhere not that i have arrived i have not done anything much there is a long long journey to go but if the core team is quite humble everybody tends to be humble i have seen this in my clients when you talk about startups startups are very very nice people extraordinary we do a lot of work for startups a lot of my bread comes from there but there is such a cycle in their life when they start up they are very nice they get series a fund their mind changes series b fund they have already become an ambani and then it becomes a downturn and everything goes down for the startup then they again become the nice guy so how is money related that to not your money it is somebody else's money you have actually taken a loan which is bigger than loan to repay back to them the amount of uh, ego which comes in is extremely of course i have seen some startups who are unbelievably nice exceptionally good human beings very nice guys but often i meet people i have raised money has become a qualification today but people who are so big is so polite 
when i wrote my book i went and met deepak parekh an amazing human being he chairman of hdfc do i have time for uh, recollecting one instance absolutely i had met vagul who was the chairman of icici after the book i wanted to give the book to him i kept calling his secretary she never gave time i called her three four five times she didn't give time then one day i thought no point of wasting my time i'll just go drop the book in his cabin and come so i went as i was entering he was coming in his mercedes benz and he saw me with the book and a person of vagul stature he got down and immediately i went to him and came sir i wanted to give this book to you but i could not give it to you because you are very busy he was, he was in a series of board meetings he saw the book and immediately he told guru you are the author of this book i can't take this to you next to my car he went inside almost organized a small event for myself all in 3 4 minutes extreme level of adulation for that book spoke about the book went back and sat in the car that is something to imbibe about i experienced the same thing with every leader i met i get to meet some exceptional leaders so the taller they become more humbler maybe only the smaller ones are not the ones who are humble i've got some of my friends in the multinational companies chartered accountants who are global partners exceptionally simple human beings it is a problem with audit managers and the captains who create all the problems another thing that has come to my mind when when you were narrating that story was how our behavior is and how our mindset is we have a certain behavior that we follow in in this country especially when you're going out driving on the roads which is not easy and kudos to those drivers who drive all day right and if you have to commute for x number of hours every day and then you have to deal with some other small issues and in one of the stories you talk about that as well because if you're dealing with so many things how will you get the work done now when they come to work there has to be a sudden mind shift that needs to happen because that behavior will continue for a period of time how are people able to do that what are some of the key characteristics that you provide or key things that you provide to these people who are coming into the organization to change that mindset just right away as soon as they enter that's actually a beautiful thing which happens we are in southern circle which is a high traffic zone in bangalore and we get a lot of people from outside bangalore from nepal from andhra pradesh and everything i can visualize what you are telling when they enter the office their face is different in 3 minutes the face changes i can visualize exactly what you are telling that happens due to few things one at mind level one at visual level at mind level when they enter a place it is something that i am coming to my place you have to create that sense of minus in the organization otherwise it's never my organization the moment anybody tells they did this for charity did this instead of that if we want the mind to tell we did this everything changes small things like i could organize a festival getting an event management team that's not a big deal pay 5 lakh of rupees to an event management team they'll make it spotlessly nice we did that once we had a five star hotel we had a huge meeting and exceptional presentations and everybody were in suits boots and tuk 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 finally at the end of the day everybody felt tired and they didn't have any takeaways and i told hey we spent so much money nothing happened i realized another incident happened we told the team let us conduct something like this the team worked they did the potluck lunch everybody carried their own lunch some was awful food 
some was fantastic food mics didn't work presentations didn't come on the slides music was not on timing went for a toss everything was a mess but the event went on so well the message was conveyed people had takeaways and before then we had a huge dance and everybody went rejoicing because the thing is event management doing somebody else is doing you are not involved there's no sense of belonging but here the team itself is doing it goes back to our hindu culture where we used to have weddings we sit and do everything but today wedding done by event management company is never the same how much ever nice it is we sit and do everything so we bring that sense of belonging in everything we used to have something called as i don't know whether it is the last friday or last saturday clean your office 20 minutes everybody put off their machines we put on nice music everybody clean the office after that we never felt that office has to be kept clean because when you have only done the cleaning you don't do it so these are the tiny things which has to happen in the mind frame but from the visual frame as soon as they enter the office they see their pictures we have a photo wall we have close to around 200 photos on the wall i personally see my photo every day i've been seeing that from past 5 years and i still feel like seeing and in the photo walls what we have done is we have put only smiling faces there must be around 500 faces there everybody is smiling when they walk up the photo wall they get that and very unlike any other firm in the country we have an anthem it's called the guru jana anthem and we take a pledge of being honest and vagara vagara every day we do that and the anthem originally we designed it in a little of a serious tone then somebody came up and told me this is not the way we start the day so we put it like a bollywood number with a guitar with dum 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 stuff like that so it's a nice bollywood song every day we start with so how much ever a person comes with a bad mood with a traffic with problems at his house the moment he is entering an office he sees white and white transfers to color very soon it becomes very colorful so when you come to the office you will observe that from morning to night people don't get tired i have not seen anybody here 350 people now nobody tells i am tired nobody so we have a, a few minutes left and i would like to talk about a story which probably keeps happening in your office quite a lot and i have a very generic question after that as well and it is about someone in your organization who was promoted to a senior level position who used to work as someone cleaning and there are many examples like that at your office this is the one that i got to know of now within india we face this huge issue that people from a certain level of strata cannot move up they are stuck because of the education that they get or some other thing so from your experience can you give some thoughts around what should people be doing to promote that kind of a culture within their families within their organizations within their community so we give equal opportunity it doesn't matter what background one comes from what education one has if someone has the potential and if someone has a belief in themselves how can they grow in who they are as an individual maybe in an organization maybe in sporting arena or anywhere they would like to see i think it's only being fair in fact i recall when you are asking this question i could recollect at least 10 20 people who are like this not one there was one girl who was in a sari shop and myself and we met her and we got her as a typist and then she went on to become a chartered accountant and a partner in a very reputed firm like that we have tens and tens of stories even when the 
one guy was there who was cleaning our office who was a cleaner who used to get coffee for us and things like that and when i started guru and jana we were five people he was one among us so the first time five of us sat down and discussed what should be our aims in life he was a part of the meeting the more you involve everybody the more they work and there are some amazing jumps we only actually hide it but the entire focus is on success but what people forget is we have to be there when there is failure so many of us will take success of one boy and as long as he is successful i am behind him but as an organization if you have a policy that look i will stand by your failure then only people can come up so and we are an accounting firm we do corporate law we do 100 things unless we accept failure and when there is failure i have to stand up when there is success he has to stand up it totally depends on who is standing and if if there is a failure and if anybody tells you did this we are in trouble that's not an organization thank you so much on enriching us how to do it and and thank you for the examples that you gave us i, I think you yourself are a great role model for any other organization and thank you so much for coming today it's been such a nice time speaking to you getting to know about your life your work and we hope that someday in the future we'll get to talk more would you like to say something before we close yes, thank you very much i also enjoyed it but most of our organization my life everything is based on extreme levels of simplicity in teaching i follow my teacher by name mahatriya his bhagavad gita is one line his quran is half a line and to follow it is so simple and i owe everything to some teacher like that who could possibly come in everybody's life thank you thank you that's a great way to end thank you so much uh, thank you so much everyone for tuning in to our mindful initiative podcast i'm your host nitesh if you like us please rate us on podcast on itunes or google podcast thank you so much